Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Payal Kadakia. She's a founder of what's called Class Pass. She's the author of Life Pass, Drop Your Limits, Rise to Your Potential, a groundbreaking approach to goal setting. So I'm happy to have her. And uh, Payal, thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me, Richard. Yeah, tell me a bit about your background. Like, how did you, I don't know, get into goal setting and, and you know, what is class pass and life pass? And let, let's, you know, start at the beginning and go from there. Well, first of all, I grew up in uh, New Jersey. I'm a, a child of two uh, immigrants who came from India in the 70s. And I spent a lot of my childhood dancing because that was really what I loved in my way of connecting to my identity as an Indian and an American. As I got older, I, you know, was sort of following the path of what my parents really wanted me to do. So I went and got a good college degree uh, from MIT, and then I worked in consulting, but my heart really wanted to do something different. And I didn't know what that was. And it was sort of a journey and pathway. I didn't really see many other people who either looked like me or were like me doing. So I kind of needed to put together a plan and really start prioritizing my life in a way that would help me achieve my dreams. And, you know, I made decisions along the way, which we can talk about. But ultimately, you know, after changing jobs a few times, I decided that I would start a company to help people find classes because I was always looking for different classes to take on top of my professional life. And, you know, one day I was looking for a ballet class and I couldn't find it. And in the midst of that search, I just realized technology could solve so much, not just for me, but for so many people who are trying to keep their passions in their life. And that's really what started the idea of ClassPass. ClassPass uh, is now a monthly membership that lets people take fitness classes and wellness experiences at different partners across the world, actually. So we're global. 
And I started that company in 2011. Um, I actually, we just sold the company uh, two months ago. So I'm on a different journey now, but obviously it's such an incredible milestone for the company. And in that whole you know, time, I also started a dance company and you know, I decided that I really wanted to write this book because I wanted to share with people a different methodology and a unique methodology, one that I think I've carried since I was really young, how to really not let anything stand in my way, whether that be mental constraints, like my identity or expectations on me, fear of failure, and even real constraints, like I, maybe I don't have the money yet or the skill sets or know the right people and how I work through all of those and how other people can work through them to achieve their dreams. And on top of that, I think part of all of life is figuring out how to set and prioritize goals that are really aligned with who we are. And I'd sort of developed this goal setting method several years ago um, called the Life Pass Method. I'd started it in 2014 during a really hard time in my life that, you know, I really needed to find a way to prioritize the right things in both my personal and professional life and developed yeah. a system that basically created this goal setting process that I have in the book. Well, before we get into that, it seems like the examples that we see lately in society is people are crying and complaining that this is unfair, that's unfair, they're misunderstood. They don't seem to be taking much ownership of, you know, or solving problems. What What's your observation? Do you mean, you mean generally, like how people are reacting to any type of... Like, you know, the news puts this stuff forward, but it seems like they're always, obviously they're doing all negative stuff, but it seems like there's a lot of examples lately culturally of people saying, well, this is unfair, that's unfair. And I don't hear much about goal setting. I don't hear much about um, ownership of anything. I hear more about, it just seems like everything's turned into a complaint, but what's your perspective? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I acknowledge all those things in the way anyone is feeling. I think my way of always dealing with any of that, and I faced a lot of racism when I was younger for being Indian, obviously not always fit into the tech world being a four foot 11 woman. But I think what I, the motto I've lived by is, I'm going to work hard and show you my potential. And if I can do that, I know I am therefore changing your perspective on me and hence, hopefully the people who look like me behind me. And that's sort of been the way I've approached it is let me show you, let me change your mind, whether that be through my dance company where I show like Indian art and, you know, through dance or through building a tech company that, you know, gets people to sort of look inward a little bit as well. My motto has just been work really hard and show them, you know, be so good. They can't ignore you as Steve Martin once said. So tell me about the goal setting. What, what does that look like and how does it work? Yeah. So um, step one of the process is to reflect. So it's about really coming up with a set of words that define the past year. So, um, you know, and they can be thoughts, emotions, anything. It's, it's interesting, right? We, we want to, move forward, but we need to know where we are today, right? Before we do that. And so step one is about looking backwards and figuring out, um, you know, what emotions you're carrying with you right now, what thoughts are really taking up um, and potentially, you know, either weighing you up or or weighing you down or or, um, lifting you up. And that's where it starts. And then step two of the process is to pretend uh, a year from now, you're doing the same exercise you were just doing, reflecting on the year and coming up with a set of words that you want to be able to say. So you really are defining sort of your thoughts and emotions and the and the themes that are going to be prevalent in the coming year 
uh, versus thinking about it in the sense of just like accomplishments, which we're used to thinking about, especially, you know, as we move into the New Year's season, right? So I think it's one of those things that I've realized that I need to center in on how I want to feel and what I really want to embody as a human being through that year. So that's where it starts. Um, the next part of the process, step three, is all about figuring out how to focus. So the way we start that is by doing a time analysis. So thinking about all the areas that you spend any significant of time on, right? And it's interesting because sometimes we forget what we spend time on, whether that's commuting, social media, watching TV, um, and then also, you know, where well, does well, work go? Well, Peo, one, one quick second before we move on. The first step that you laid out, um, you know, the calendar and the year ahead and then projecting forward a year, and you said various words or expressions used to describe the year. What, what's an example that you've helped someone, I don't know, change? They, they had their, you know, they did this, they did this uh, exercise. It kind of came out eh, and you helped coach them to do something better and they felt better about it. Like, do you have any examples of that? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people, you know, they forget and they, they don't know how to take care of themselves. Right. So this idea of self-care, right. And, and connecting inwards a little bit. So a lot of times, like I've, I've seen the word connection, right. And sometimes we don't always know what that means. And we've gone through the process and enabled them to either define what connection means to them and then put them into real goals of what people do you really want to see, right? What communities do you really want to see? And then potentially, as you look inward, what kind of connection are you looking for? So that, does that mean setting goals to meditate, right? Or to potentially go on a retreat or find a way to turn your phone off after some, you know, some time in the night, you know, it's, it's really about being specific, which we go into as the process goes on, but it's a really about dreaming towards the life you want to live. You know, one of the words I remember for me, I always think about is, you know, and I travel so much for work is I always wanted home right now to most people you think of home and, you know, an achievement for the year would be like buy a home, right. Or kind of like put down, you know, either get like paying rent or get a mortgage, any of that. And for me, it was a very different thing. It was about defining what this construct of home meant, which meant like literally maybe just, you know, knowing that, you know, when I traveled, I had certain things with me always, right? And that I would in the apartments I was living in, have it decorated a certain way and have certain things there. It became like really specific in terms of more of like an environment and an embodiment of my surroundings versus it being like, needing to have a home in a specific area, right? So I think it's really about dreaming about what these words really feel to you versus what they actually are in practice. So that's sort of where it starts. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click on support us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. After you've done, you know, your reflect words and you've established your dream words, which are the words that you're, you're setting for the coming year, um, we start this diagnostic on your time, right? So we start thinking about all the areas that you spend any significant of time on. And I ask people to list them, right? Because 
like I said, sometimes you don't know what you're always spending your time on. And if we want to create change in our life, we have to almost take stock of where we are today, right? And what we're actually spending um, our hours on. And once you do that, the important thing now is to really look at those areas of time and see how they are serving you, right? So these are like the chunks of your life, right? And if you really were to categorize it, it's, you know, there's things like family, friends, work, social engagements, right? It's, it's kind of these, these broader categories that you have that you can be specific on. But then the number one thing that to do, and this is the next part of it, is to rate yourself on how are those areas of your life serving you towards the words that you want to achieve for the year, right? And this is, once again, more of just taking stock to figure out where your life is right now so we can figure out where to focus. And once you've done the exercise of defining the areas and rating them, the next part of this process is really where we focus. And I ask people to circle the four to five areas in their life that they're going to actually focus on making any sort of goals in and change in for only the next three months, right? So we're not focusing on a year. We're not focusing on just a week. We're saying we're going to set goals in these four to five areas for the next three months. And we're going to be very specific about it, which is the next step of the process. But we're going to really want to put all of our attention into these buckets. And we're okay if some of these other buckets in our life don't change as much, right? Because so many of the time, so much of the time, we look end up looking at everything and want to make movement across so many different factors of our life. And it's hard, right? It's hard to balance all of them. It's hard to make progress in all of them. You end up actually making no difference at all and making no change and setting um, goals that you actually accomplish. So this is designed to become very precise and very focused. So you can put all of your you know, extra energy that you do have into actually making change in certain areas of your life. So that's step three. One step three is- right, but, it, but again, like yeah. step yeah. two and step three, any interesting examples? Yeah, absolutely. So so um, step two, we were just talking about the idea of like home and dreaming about, you know, having connection in your life. Step three is going through and figuring out, okay, like, and, and I'll, I'd rather take an example from sort of beginning to end, right? So pretend in step one, someone was saying that they reflected on the last year and like I said, felt lonely, right? And step two, um, they were saying, I'm seeking connection, right? Because they don't want to feel that sense of loneliness anymore. So in step three, they can sort of define, you know, that they have friends and that they have, you know, time that they're living, whether it's um, on social media, right? Or watching TV and they can come up with different ratings, right? So I've seen people say like, a lot of times people usually rate social media quite low in the process, but then there are, are um, you know, there's obviously things like family and friends that get, you know, middle ratings, but they also do need to be focused on. And by the way, this rating process is not necessarily about just saying, okay, I'm doing awesome in an area. It's really about figuring out, is that area serving you towards the words you've chosen step two? So that's really the goal of it is making sure that those, that those areas of your life are really moving you forward there. So for example, if you send in step three friends, but the friends you're hanging out with aren't the ones who are making you feel connected, you'd probably have a pretty low score there, right? Um, and so if you decided to focus on friends to help you kind of deal with this idea of connection and get over your loneliness, you would then, as we move to step four, start writing really specific goals under friends. So that would be, okay, I want to see these three friends who maybe you haven't talked to in a year, friends that you know make you feel so great, but you just haven't had time for, you have to start writing specific goals on who you want to spend time with, right? So that becomes a very specific thing. Like I'm going to have dinner with Jill. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to do a weekend away with these three girlfriends. 
right? These become very specific things that you can do and sort of aim to achieve to help you combat the journey you just had from reflection to dreaming to focusing. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. What about the uh, the last two years that all this mess, what have you observed and how does that change your goal setting process? Yeah, I mean, look, very unexpected things can happen in people's lives, right? Obviously, this has been a big two-year anxiety-filled, you know, change-filled time for everyone. That doesn't mean we can't progress, right, towards some sort of growth, right? And I think a lot of when I think about this process, it's about growing as a human, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you need to be everywhere and out there. It just means how do you want to grow as a human? So there are goals that I've seen people set around just reading more, you know, get like I said, meditating more, finding ways to do like phone calls with people that they really care about, that they miss through this time. Um, obviously, more professionally, you know, people have had to sort of change the way they either operate their businesses in every way. But I think there are ways to embrace the change and learn more. So a lot of um, what I've seen is people setting goals that help them prioritize this change and this different way of testing things. And I think what we have to always realize, and I think the process is designed in this way, is that things keep changing. And that's part of what I love about the three months and being able to go back and then pick another set of focus areas because it's okay to change and life changes and we change and the world changes around us and we should be able to adapt and set a new set of goals that moves us forward, right? So if something isn't serving us and working us in those first three months, we can then move and change it in the next three months. Well, very good. So are there groups that are using your goal setting method or is this just like an individual thing? You know, they consume your content, the book, and then they act on their own. What, like, What's your overall recommendation depending on the situation? Yeah, I definitely have recommendations. And, you know, this is a process I started uh, about seven years ago. I've done it for seven years straight. Um, I've taught it to actually a lot of my team. And I've had so many friends who have I've done it with as well. And people have asked me to always share it. I wanted to share it in the right way. So I needed to, you know, find the right way to do it. And this book was a perfect opportunity for me to really share it. I do recommend, it depends on how you keep yourself accountable, if you could do it with a friend or someone that you recommend or, like, or that you, you know, you are speaking with that you feel like understands you and can keep you accountable to it. Um, I think that's a really good way to make sure that you keep getting it done and keep just checking in on progress on your goals. Uh, I also heavily recommend sharing your goals with important people in your life. We forget sometimes, even especially when it's things that we think other people don't really see as our priorities or as their own um, we forget to share it. And I think the more you can share this process, you'll realize that they want to, the people who love you want it, will want to invest in making sure your goals come to life as well. Uh, any tips for people that feel overwhelmed, which is probably like every person in the world, X number of times a week or day? That's it's such an important thing to be able to first, like I said, look inward, right? Take that breath and clear the noise out and then start really dreaming on what is important to you. And take out the guilt, take out the noise and set, you know, important priorities and goals that you feel you must do, right? So many of us listen to the shoulds in our life. And because of that, we don't end up doing the things that we really feel the most fulfilling. And that honestly just creates more and more anxiety and a sense of sort of, you know, unfulfillment for all of us. And I think the more we do what we truly love, the more we light up as human beings, and the more we're able to give and serve others. And I think that's really the key of it is to take out the noise, look inside yourself, 
and then move forward with that sense of priority and sense of, of specificity and what your goals are and what you want to achieve and don't let anyone get in the way of it. Well, very good. Kyle, so what are some resources for people that are listening? Where can they go and how do they engage with your content? Yeah, they can go to lifepassbook.com and get the book. And, you know, there's also a webinar about uh, the goal setting process as well that they can get as well when they buy the book. Okay, well, very good. Kyle, thanks for coming on the call. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.